This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which airs live every Tuesday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Big Papa Smokers. Big Papa is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and everything that you need to make a world-class pit out of a 55-gallon drum. Visit them at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and pits as well. You can visit them at thebbqguru.com. And by Cookshack, a leader in pellet and electric style cookers. Visit them for specials online at cookshack.com or call them at 800-423-0698. And by Sucklebusters. Sucklebusters products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA, introduced first products to Barbecue Central over seven years ago. You can get in contact with them at sucklebusters.com, like them on their Facebook fan page, Sucklebusters, or visit thetexasbbqforum.com. Check them out and see why Sucklebusters means busting with flavor. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler, the official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700. And by Butcher Barbecue, makers of injections, sauces, and rubs. Find them online at butcherbbq.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, a leader in the pellet grill market. You can find out more about their cookers by visiting greenmountaingrills.com. And by CookinPellets.com, a maker of high-quality pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit them at CookinPellets.com, or you can find them at Amazon.com as well. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Grampy. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. You want to jump in on the show tonight? More than happy to have you. It's a phone call. 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Anything else you want to find out about the show this evening or in the future can be found at the main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com, and here's what's happening. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now, and perhaps I should just hold back for a second or pull back for a second and say this. If you have a bias, a a, aversion, an allergic reaction, or whatever, 
the Florida Barbecue Association barbecue competition talk. Get out. Head for Z Hills tonight. Because we are really locked and loaded FBA style this evening. I'm pumped up about it. We do a lot of KCBS stuff on this show, obviously, but last year I made a commitment that we would be as equal as possible to Florida Barbecue Association. Uh, tonight brings that to the forefront with a huge competition this past weekend in Apopka, Florida. I've driven past that exit a number of times throughout the years as, as, uh, as I have visited the Sunshine State because I do have people that reside down on the Gulf side. And I want to say, it's all about Apopka tonight. So if you have no interest in Apopka, I invite you to get out, leave, eat it. Because we're going to be all over the South and the East like white, white on rice. So if you didn't get the newsletter, shame on you. Go ahead to the main website and sign up right there at the top right. In about 12 minutes from now... From Team Unknown Barbecue, Jason Whitcomb, first-timer, will be joining us. Coming up at 9.35, a guy who has done the show a number of times. He is a previous Florida Barbecue Association Team of the Year winner. He won this past weekend in Apopka, Florida. Successful barbecue businessman as well, Matt Barber, Hot Wachulas, joins us. Then we'll press to the second hour. If you can, if it, if that isn't, a, we could end the show right there if we wanted to, but we won't. We'll keep it going as we press into the second hour, as we pretty much always do on the show. Ten fourteen. She competed as well in a popka. She can be seen on a small TV show called Barbecue Crawl. And she will be joining us at 10.14 to recap and give us her take on Apopka, Florida, the travels that she has been in the midst of here over the last number of weeks, and all that good stuff. Friend of mine, friend of yours, Danielle Domofsky, Diva Q, joining us on the show. And then at 10.35, we will open up the gates for week five of... Barbecue swap meet. And depending on what we get through there, we might vice versa this. And, you know, forgive me for getting lost in the now present ongoing preparation of the show each and every week that I, 10 days ago, flubbed my own show anniversary. Believe it or not, I did. I felt ridiculous. I yelled at me. I said, I thought you loved me. I thought we loved us. Where did we go wrong? How could we forget such a date? February 7th, 2008, was the unveiling of what is now a live barbecue central ship. Yeah. Believe it or believe it. Seven years ago uh, now, well... Ten days and seven years ago was the first time the live show ever hit the air. The podcast show was on two years prior to that, but it was all a pre-record. We'll get into that more. So we'll maybe do a little bit of a, a quick revisit on 
a reflection of seven years of live shows. We might go back and listen to the first few minutes of the very first show and see how much it did or did not suck back then Uh and how much greater it is now. Debatable. And then we might do some barbecue swap meet, whatever. So we'll uh, see how it goes. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Jason Wickham, Matt Barber, Danielle Domofsky, all on tap this evening. Love to hear from you as well through the phones or through the emails. Right now, if you're watching the show, do me a solid. Make the social media rounds on your Facebook, on the Twitter, maybe a Snapchat, maybe Instagram, Gram, Gram, or whatever you have. Kick, Messenger. Let everybody know the show's on right now. A couple different places to send them to if they only have audio access, like through a smart device or a computer and they don't care to look at video. The main website is the place to go, thebbqcentralshow.com. If they do like video, you can send them to the YouTubes right now, uh, slash B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, the numeral four and the letter U. You can also send them to the longtime sole video syndication partner of this show outside of the YouTubes, which doesn't count. OutdoorCookingChannel.com, Kevin Bevington over there hosting the live video feed for, you know, maybe five years, maybe even longer than that now. So you can get it there. And don't forget, you can catch the show live on Roku or a number of other IP television platforms. If your platform has a app store, go to that app store, search for Outdoor Cooking Channel. If it does have it available, download it immediately. And then you have access to the live stream of Outdoor Cooking Channel where you can watch this show. You can watch Whiskey Band Barbecue in the Pit, all that good stuff. And then you have access to a host of other video archives that Kevin Hahn uh, has on there as well. In regards to the replays of the show, you can subscribe to the audio stuff through iTunes or a number of other podcast uh, websites and directories that I post to each and every week. Uh, YouTube, as I just mentioned, Outdoor Cooking Channels I had mentioned as well. So there's really never any reason that if you miss a show on Tuesday or a particular segment, you come in late or you have to leave early or what have you, that you can go to any number of areas, and especially the main clearinghouse of all archive shows, which is the main website, the bbqcentralshow.com, and there's never any reason why you should miss anything on this show ever, even if it's a month from now and you hear it in barbecue circles and grilling circles and so forth. Yeah, get on it. You can take part in it. So here's a quote that I got from John Dawson. Quote of the day. This is how it comes. Quote of the day. I've only listened to the show. This. I'm sorry. Let me back up. This is not, by the way, coming from John. John was on a barbecue forum, which I believe was... The Barbecue Brethren. I'm waiting for it to load here so I can double check here before we go to the first break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does this letting me Google that thing for you. It's such a pain in the butt. All right, so it's uh, Barbecue Brethren Forum under the AmazingRibs.com was sold. And a little ways through there, it references my interview with Meathead. And it says, I've, oh, is this from GTR? 
from Culver City, California. I've only listened to the show. I had no idea Greg Rempe looked so much like Eminem. Eminem? Me? GTR. I don't know, you know, what Eminem looks like, per se. I mean, let me rephrase that. I do know what he looks like. I've never... Plenty of celebrities I have been mistaken for. Plenty. Almost too numerous to mention. However, Eminem never once generically terroristic looking, yes. Middle Eastern, yes. Sonny from General Hospital in my younger days, yes. Aaron Rodgers, sometimes. Never, ever once, Eminem. That's fine. I'll take it. I wish I looked like his bank account. That's what I want. Can I have his bank account? Sucklebusters award-winning barbecue rubs, sauces, chili kits, Texas gunpowder. 100% Texas base, made in the USA. Won hundreds of industry awards, including two first places, two years in a row at the American Royal Barbecue Sauce Contest. Are used by backyarders and competition barbecue cooks across the country. Top-selling products. What are they, you ask? Let me tell you. Original barbecue sauce. The original. Literally hundreds of industry awards. Honey barbecue sauce. Used as a finishing sauce and glaze by competition cooks. Hogwaller. Number one seller. Perfect on competition pork and ribs. Competition barbecue rub. Traditional style. Mild, savory, excellent on beef. Plucker Duster Barbecue Rub, Sweet Heat, Chipotle Chicken Barbecue Rub. How about new products for this year? Sure. Wild Fang Wild Game Rub. It's got black pepper. It's awesome on ribs as well. You have the SPG, the Sierra Papa Golf, premium blend of salt, pepper, and garlic. The Bam Habanero Barbecue Rub, super hot, super sweet. Where can you get Suckle Bust? Available at 300 retailers nationwide. Check your local barbecue shop if you have one. Retail locator on the Sucklebusters website. You can order online at sucklebusters.com. Fledgling little website retailer known as Amazon carries them as well. You can pick up the phone and call Dan Arnold and the gang at 972-393-9509. That's 972-393-9509. You can email them at sales, plural, at sucklebusters.com. You can... Go to the Facebook fan page, Sucklebusters, or you can visit their forum, the Texas BBQ Forum.com, and check out why Sucklebusters means busting with flavor. Thanks to uh, Dan Arnold and the folks over there for supporting the show. Support them. Check out some fine rubs and so forth. Oh, yeah. Got a little bullet bourbon from my neighbor Desmond. That's what happens when you snow blow driveways out of the goodness of your heart. You get bourbon in return. Uh, Jason Whitcomb, when we come back from Team Unknown Barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. 
All right, welcome back to 16-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. Again, CookinPellets.com, the main website. Or if you are partial to big box type websites, Amazon.com sells cooking pellets as well. All right, as we talked about in the lead of the show, it's all Apopka all day long, twice on Sunday. Joining me now from Team Unknown Barbecue, first timer to the show, let's go ahead and welcome in Jason Whitcomb. Jay, what up, bro? How are you? What's going on, man? Good. And I'm living the barbecue good life. How about you? I'm doing the same. All right. Complain. Another uh, another IPC in the house. So we've had some in the past, uh, but uh, another Imperial Poe County team is uh, Team Unknown Barbecue. So I guess, Jason, before we get into the intertwinings of Apopka this past weekend, uh, for the folks that maybe aren't familiar with you and the team, uh, a little bit about yourself, uh, what you're into personally, professionally, and, and I guess how you got into the whole barbecue game. Um, I'm a uh, metal fabricator by trade uh, for a living, and um, the way our team came about was we started up in 2009. It was me, my brother, uh, my dad, and brother-in-law started it up, and, and uh, we started out cooking on a big offset cooker that I built, and some WSMs, and you know, kind of just built different equipment to get us rocking and rolling um we've when we compete we have a very large team depending on what part of town we're in so our team is it grows from week to week so i mean it's you'll see new faces cooking with us all the time helping us out getting us through it because we gotta when we cook it's it's insane i would say how did you i guess get introduced to it did somebody a friend or a colleague say hey i'm going to a FBA event this year you should tag along you read about it in the paper you know I'm always kind of fascinated how one stumbles into it at the outset yeah um I live about 10 minutes away from Lakeland I work in Lakeland I live in Winter Haven and the KCBS has an event down here called Lakeland Pig Fest it's the largest contest in Florida and I would go out there and, and uh, hang with my buddies and just the first year I went out there I was like man this is pretty cool I'd really never considered cooking in it it was more like just you know walking around and hanging out and having some beers and then my brother-in-law got me the following weekend uh frank uh, cosmo out there at uh, smoke on the water um he's got the, uh, the contest the following weekend and he puts on a heck of a show right there on it's an fba event it's on like canon i mean it's just he puts everything into that contest so, i mean all the big boys go to that one too just like to go to lakeland and we were up there in Ocala one weekend, kicking it around, me and my brother and my dad, and, and it was my brother, uh, Dorsey's idea. He was like, man, we should go cook. He said, I just bought a WSM, and uh, he was going to cook a turkey for Thanksgiving up there. And uh, so I said, all right. I went to uh, start building the cooker, and I think about three months later, we were entered into smoke on the water contest after we begged the guy to let us in. And, uh, it, 
it was crazy we cooked every weekend this thing wasn't even painted yet i mean it's just rough looking and then uh <laughs> cooked every weekend practiced and practiced and it was horrible got in there cooked our first backyard contest uh ended up getting a second place call in court got this little plastic pig trophy we're jumping up and down and unbeknownst to us while we're over there admiring this little plastic pig we just got called for grand champion we didn't know <laughs> that you could win a contest after winning a second place called port well after that it was uh we were gut hooked i mean then now our life is consumed by it every weekend <laughs> so that's how we got started are you still cooking on that same cooker when you uh, first started seven years ago, six years ago, or have you graduated around the, the cooker chain? Yeah, we still have it, and we use it for some vending or uh, some catering events. But, um, yeah, we went through the uh, – we went to where we were cooking on a lot of WSMs, and then we uh, went and uh, I built a gravity-fed, all stainless steel gravity-fed smoker, cabinet smoker. And we've been on that thing for probably four years now, and it's still going good. My dad cooks chicken on the uh, GMG. The other thing that I'm always fascinated with teams uh, when I have them on the first time is, you know, inevitably, regardless of sanctioning body, team names are incredibly inventive and creative. Uh, and team unknown barbecue, of course, you have the unknown militia that's following you as well. You'd mentioned you have a a team that grows and shrinks depending on where you are from week to week. How do you land on team unknown barbecue? Well, we're, we're pretty humble people and we were trying to come up with all these different names. You got two butts and a nut, two nuts and a butt. You got to kiss my butt. You got all these different names. And we're like, well, we don't want to, we wanted to be different, stand out. So we're like, our brothers threw it out there and was like, that's it. We're going to run with that. And everybody looked at us like we were crazy, but now it's, um, I don't know, it's part of it. It's, uh, it's our life now. It's crazy. The, un- the, un- the unknown have become known, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, Jason Wickham joining me here on the show, Team Unknown Barbecue, unknownbbq.com, the website if you want to check it out here while we're, uh, we're talking. All right, Jay, so let's go ahead and uh, take a look back at this past weekend in Popka, Florida. I think 90-plus teams, maybe 92 to be exact, if memory serves me correctly. So huge contest regardless of sanctioning body, uh, probably one of the bigger ones that uh, anybody sees during the course of a contest season. Uh, I guess on the outset, when you're going in, and you've probably been here in, in our season pro at a Popka at this point, but when you go into events that have you know this many teams or, or teams more than 50, do you factor in this kind of crapshoot situation with how many teams are there versus how you would see it at a smaller size contest, or does amount of teams at an event really not play on what your mindset is going into an event? Yeah, I always say it's a crapshoot when it gets that big because a lot of times there's issues getting, um, I guess, seasoned judges. You got, you know, you got your good judges and you got your, well, I won't say good and bad. You got your high scoring judges and your low scoring judges. When you get that big of a contest, it seems to me, my theory is you're going to get a mixture of, you're going to get more bad than good. So, yeah, it's more of a crapshoot. And, you know, the smaller contest, you can go into it and it doesn't seem that way. But like Pig Fest, we've always struggled in that contest and we, we wanted to win that thing so bad, but you got, you're talking, 
75 to 80 teams in that thing in this KCBS event. So they're coming from everywhere, you know, because they're all snowed in up north. So it's perfect for them the last week in January. So, yeah, it's, um, I would say it's a crapshoot. Um, sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you don't. Specific to the past weekend, uh, and we'll get into how you cooked here, there was you were – uh, originally, when I saw results, you were uh, reserve grand champion. Uh, I believe you slid down to third, and then there were some some scoring issues. Uh, and as you read a little bit more about it, there's a new scoring system, or uh, and, and things weren't tabulated correctly, or what have you. From your perspective, and from things that you heard, what exactly uh, went down to, to leading some people to to get shoveled off into lower spots? Um. It was an issue the weekend before in Winter Haven. They, they got this new system that I'm trying to work all the bugs out of, and it's not easy, and I understand that. Um, but this contest, I was told they were having issues with it. Awards were supposed to be at 5 o'clock. Um, so everybody's making, getting ready to make their way to the big stage. they got this beautiful uh, amphitheater out there. And I mean, it's awesome. And that's one of the reasons we like to go there, just to go to the awards at that place. Well, they come around the golf cart and say, well, the words are going to be in the judges' tent, and they're pushing it back an hour. They're not ready yet. And when you have that many teams, it's kind of expected. It's not the end of the world, but kind of disappointing. And uh, so we waited the hour, and I live about an hour and 15 minutes away from the contest. And I was sitting there. They pushed it back an hour, and, and uh, 45 minutes later, they came around and pushed it back another 30 minutes. I told my dad, I said, Dad, we got to go. I said, I mean, who's to say in another hour or 30 minutes, they don't push it back again. I said, it's Valentine's Day. My wife and daughter <laughs> at the house. Let's go. Right on. <laughs> he was kind of let down. He wanted to stay. But they didn't start doing uh, the awards till I think, 8.30. And that was a good call to leave on our part. We got home about 10. Um, so what happened was. It, so was you weren't the even there for the all. You weren't even there for the call outs. You were gone. No. No, I wasn't wow. in there for the awards. We were getting a text message. Um, <laughs> one of our teammates was staying for the concert, so he was going to stand up for us. And so we got a text uh, saying we got third-place chicken. I was dropping my dad off at his house when that came in. So we're like, holy crap, you know, that's good, especially when you got 90 teams. I mean, you can win a contest with one call. We've already lived that thing. So um, I wasn't real happy with the ribs or the pork. Um, and then we got a second place ribs. I'm like, now this is, you know, this is looking good. We get, uh, get a call ninth place pours. I'm like, we got this. So I'm now in my kitchen, got it on speakerphone, listening to the awards. (laughs) They're counting that they're calling the top 15. They call all the way up to, uh, they call third place killer bees. Then they go to, uh, reserve grand. They call Matt daddy's. Then they called GC Matt Barber. And we're looking at each other like, the only way we could have not placed in the top 15 is if we got DQ'd and brisket, which we didn't. Well, I got a couple text messages from people asking what's going on. I'm like, I'm not even there. So the next morning I wake up and get on Facebook and start reading. And what had happened was they had never entered our brisket score. So... We never even got called for top 15. We ended up getting, um, our brisket ended up scoring low, and we ended up third overall. Um, So 
I don't know. I wasn't there. I heard there was they were talking about they had it right. They had it right. Everything was good, but that's kind of the drama going around that, and it's I hate it for them because I know it's a lot of pressure to get the scores right and make sure all that in a timely manner. But it's also depressing when you when you don't get that call, you know. So is it is it a scoring system situation, or is it just whether it was old or new? Um, the pressure to get the results in and, and get them right would have same chance I'm of it affecting the old way or, or the new way regardless. Yeah, I'm not 100% what it is. Um, I don't know if it's the way it's written down on the card. I don't know if they're combining them. I'm, I'm really not sure. Um, I know the 90-some teams didn't help the, the issue, but um, I have no idea. They're supposed to come let us know and have it fixed. So I feel bad for them because, you know, it's – they're having a hard time dealing with it, so I'm trying not to give them too much uh, grief, you know. Third place out of uh, 93 teams in total, though. Uh, pretty good weekend overall, right? Oh, yeah. I'm happy with it. There's a lot of good teams there. A lot of good teams. Jason Whitcomb, Team Unknown Barbecue, joining us here on the show, unknownbbq.com, the website, if you want to check it out. Uh, Jason, if I could – well, uh, where are you guys going to be at next – um, we're going to be cooking Haines City, um, not this weekend, but the next weekend. Right, so you got a weekend off. Are you going to be like practicing, or are there are the things you're already you know looking to tweak? Kind of. I mean, you guys are you know more or less. Uh, is it like halfway through the season at this point, or almost halfway through the season? Yeah, I would say about a third of the way through the season. We we pretty much run the same program every weekend. Um, it seems to be hitting pretty decent. You know, we we'll have our off weeks, but um, if there's a tweak, it's very little and until they start falling off a lot, then we'll start getting digging into it a little bit more. But for the most part, we, we pretty much run the same program week in, week out. Do you get into KCBS at all? Yeah. Yeah, we cooked uh, three um, Florida KCBS. We cooked uh, when pigs fly south out in Lakeland at the airport. Uh, we cooked Plant City Pig Jam, and, which I think Plant City Pig Jam is the last contest for the KCBS. So, it was pretty cool to see um, everybody doing the points chase and stuff like that down here because, you know, the weather's bad up there, so everybody's down here. I think it's in November. Um, and then we cooked a couple KCBS out in Vegas, and um, it's just we haven't cooked any KCBS in Georgia or anything like that, so that's pretty much all the KCBS we do. Jason, as far as programs are concerned, you said you've been cooking the same program for a while now. Is it the, Do you switch up at all when you get into to KCBS, or is it the same, uh, whether it's FBA or whether it's KCBS? I have switched it on occasion, and it's bit me in the butt. And, I mean, I've so when we're doing it, we're, we're running, you know, there's some are like, well, the KCBS, they saw us, they don't saw us, they do this, you know, so you hear all these rumors from everybody, and you don't know if they're throwing your curveball just trying to get your bite or what, but We've um, if we just cook good barbecue and nothing that's you know too crazy and and the, the flavor profile isn't offensive, then they really can't judge it down. So we stick with what we know. And um, like when we went all the way out to the West Coast, we just ran the same as that flavor profile, and it seems to do fine. Uh, Jason, before we get off tonight, and I uh, certainly appreciate the time, there's something else that I wanted to talk about, and I mentioned it last week in the uh, week four of Barbecue Swap Meet, which is Hot Damn Segment. 
sweeping the barbecue nation. Damn it. However, there's these uh, hinges that you are kind of responsible for. They can go on uh, Ugly Drum Smokers and uh, Weber Smoky Mountains and so forth. And, you know, to me, it's like, oh, my God, well, I'm the least handy guy ever on the face of the earth. So whenever there's drilling involved, I become clammy and my blood pressure starts to rise. I immediately look to hire somebody to do stuff. Uh, But if you could talk to me a little bit about the hinges and kind of, you know, where you saw the niche and and how they work and how you install and cost and stuff like that. I mean, I'd like to kind of promote that a little bit for you, if possible. Yeah, well, well, uh, my dad was the um, inspiration for it. He says, he said, Jason, I got this WSM, and he says, I got a side table and building for it. He says, I need a, a hinge for the lid. This is probably three or four years ago. So I made him some just ragtag hinge that would it was kind of held together uh, with a bolt to where it was like more of a friction type thing. So the lid would actually swing all the way up, and it really wasn't a great. I mean, it needed improvement. Well, we took it to a couple contests, and people were like, "I want one of those. I want one of those." And I didn't pay any mind to it because I I built a lot of different things. People want stuff, and I built it. Um, so. I was sitting at work one day and I just went and bought a, uh, a weld machine for my house because you can't do, you don't do so much stuff at your job before they tell you to quit. <laughs> so I um, started, I got this weld machine and um, I drew everything up on AutoCAD and I was going to make everything a lot, you know, streamline it, make it to where it would lock open and, you know, all that stuff. So I made a couple of prototypes, took them to the barbecue contest and I mean, they just started. People are like, yep, I'll take it, I'll take it. Because, you know, when you're grabbing that lid off of there, you're spinning around looking for somewhere to put it. You're going to put yep. it on a table. Whatever you put it on, your ground or grass, you're going to get grease. Yep. Um, a grease bump on it. Um, so this eliminates that problem. Uh, a lot of people haul these things in their trucks. With that hinge on there, it's got a, it, it keeps it from flying out of the back of the truck. Um, it also has a quick-release pad on it, so you can remove it to clean it. You know, it's not not permanent um so then i got the wsm and people were like well i want one for the kettle so i designed one to fit the uh, the 18 and the 26 inch kettle then the ugly drum people wanted those so then i made one that fit the ugly drum and one that fit the ugly drum with the weber lid on it so i mean i, I make three different versions and if she would have talked to me this time last year and said hey i mean how do you, how many do you plan on making i would have told you 50 and I think I'm close to 2,500 now that I've already oh. moved. So it's like, it's kind of a shock, but it's a good shock. You know, I, um, I work for a metal fab shop, so we laser cut all the parts there. They're all stainless steel. I bring them home and I weld them all in my garage and ship them all out of my house. So they're all, you know, handmade, hand assembled right here. And there's, uh, it'll outlast the grill. Uh, they do come with mounting instructions, all the hardware. Um, my email's in there if you have any questions. Uh, but it's straightforward and, and easy to follow directions, and it's not that big of a deal to install it. What kind of a price tag are you looking at for, like, a you know, the, the 18 and a half inch Weber Smoky Mountain situation? The one that fits the 18 is universal. If it's the 18 and the 22, they run $46. Um and seven dollars shipping. 
I only charge shipping once. So if you buy one or 10 or 20, it's, you're going to pay $7 shipping. So, I mean, that's kind of a little incentive there. Um, they're, I think they're all $46 on our website. Any model you pick. Jason Whitcomb is with Team Unknown Barbecue. If you are uh, following the competition scene down in Florida, keep an eye out for these guys. Also, if you're looking for hinges for the kettle, for the Weber Smoky Mountain, the Ungly Drum Smoker, uh, unknownbbq.com is the place you want to go to, to check those out, right, Jason? That's correct. All right, I'll get a link up there for everybody else to check out as well in the post-show notes. Uh, Jason, appreciate the time tonight, man. Thanks so much for coming on, and let's do it again soon. Thank you, Greg. All right, there he is. Jason Whitcomb. Team Unknown Barbecue. I will uh, post it. Unknownbbq.com. 46 bucks. Maybe I should. Un... Oh. Unknownbbq.com. There we go. Gotta make sure you get the dub, dub, dub in front. Like, where. What age are we living in where you have to stick the, the triple W up front to make a hyperlink. It's ridiculous. You should never tell anybody a website address and start by going www. No shit. Folks, did you screw up on Saturday? Yeah. You? I know you did. Especially you. Maybe not you. Right? You screwed it up. You didn't get what you were supposed to, or you got something lame. You're sleeping on the couch now. Nobody likes that. So because you didn't go to Stephen DeFranco's before Saturday came this past, go now. Redeem yourself. You will thank me later. Go on over to StephenDeFranco.com. Stephen D-I DeFranco, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O. Pick out a new watch. Pick out a new set of earrings and engagement ring something hurry because you don't want to sleep on the couch anymore steven is a genius an expert when it comes to the art and craft of jewelry i only buy it from him he's got a whole bunch of stuff you've never even heard of if you have something in your mind you're artistic you're a fabricator of sorts put it down on paper his people will be able to make it come to life for you the Bolivar watches, the Citizen watches, the Philip and Company watches, all this stuff. I mean, I'm a watch guy myself, so you know I'm going to love it. So here's what you do. You go to stephendefranco.com. You pick out what you like. Then you call Steve directly, 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. You tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister. You listen to the show each and every week. You tell him, hey, he tells me to call in every week. Greg tells me to call in every week. I'm asking for you. What are we going to do? Watch the dollars fall off. Watch the shipping be no charge. Watch additional warranties get on with the watches. It's a great time. Plus, Steve's a great guy. He's a barbecue junkie, just like you and me. 440-943-2700, stephendefranco.com. We're back with Matt Barber, grand champion of Apopka, coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back.
smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampy. All right, we are back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Yeah, that's the setting I want. Thanks again to Jason Whitcomb from Team Unknown Barbecue for coming on this past segment, talking about their third place take. Uh, joining me now, the guy that won the whole damn thing, coming out on top of 92 other teams. He is a former FBA Team of the Year winner. And again, winner of this past weekend's Apopka event. Let's go ahead and welcome back to the show, friend of the show, Matt Barber, Hot Wachulis. Matt, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Matt. Appreciate the time tonight. And, uh, you know, pretty big weekend, obviously. There was uh, 92 other teams, aside from yourself, in Apopka and you know, this was uh, an event that, as I saw, kind of trolling through social media over the, the past uh, seven, eight days, you know, really leading up. A lot of people talking about it, a lot of people making plans to get out there. Um, I just had Jason Whitcomb on this past segment and was asking him, you know, when you get into a event that is, you know, 60 teams, 75 teams, even approaching 100 like this one this past weekend, does yeah. your mindset change at all, like, you know, in a smaller event, you're like, hey, I can really do my thing and, and I can kind of rise to the top where if you're at 96, there's a whole bunch of other things, kind of like that American Royal type situation where there's so many things that you can't control and there's so many teams there that there is a, a larger element of crapshoot that there might be than in a smaller event. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things to where you could you could not get a call and win it. Um, you know, depending on how the score pan scores pan out, but um, yeah, at the big contest, it, uh, you know, a lot of it's just the, the tables you get lucky enough to end on. I mean, you still have to cook good, but um, there's a lot there's a lot more luck involved uh, than a, than a regular contest for sure. Matt Barber, Hot Wachula, is joining us here on the show. Uh, Matt, if you could, I guess, take us back to the weekend uh, as you load in and set up and start to, to get ready and get the big meets going. Uh, you know, how does the overall weekend uh, cook for you, and is there anything that kind of comes up during the course of the weekend that you have to contend with that maybe you didn't have uh, plans for uh, contending with? Uh, well, you know, I, I ended up showing up late. That seems to be my usual thing as of, as of late, but it seems like the, the closer the contest, the more, uh, the more delayed I get. Uh, I got there, I think, around 4 o'clock Friday afternoon. Um, so I pulled in, pulled on my spot. Uh, and I just start setting up. Uh, cook, cooks meetings at 5, so at least when I get get my cookers out and set up, and because I know once once the, cook, the cook's meeting's over, that's when I got to start prepping my meat. Uh, and I didn't have anything pre-trimmed or anything. I, I just, I've just gotten in the habit of just doing it all there, but... Uh, so that was kind of my Friday. Was was a little bit rushed. Get there, set up, cook meeting, go back to my truck, and just start doing prep. I mean, it was uh, plus it was cold, so I didn't I didn't, I didn't want to stay outside of my truck too, too much. Uh, uh, Matt, I know you're not talking to me about cold, bro. <laughs> I know you're not doing it. 
It's negative 13 <laughs> degrees up here, man. You want cold? Let's cook up here. <laughs> it's a dry cold, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but it was uh, that was uh, that was the second coldest contest as far as I've, that I've been to in Florida. Uh, but it was uh, you know it was one of those things that, that uh, you know there were a bunch of people in. You know they were explaining how the turnings were going to be. There were going to be you know three separate tables, which even adds to the crapshoot factor. You know because now it's you don't know how. You know, some of the large contests, you know, they break up the, the team numbers, you know, one through 30, 31 through 80, and whatnot. But um, so that kind of added to the guesswork as far as, well, crap, who, you know, what teams am I going to be up against? You know, what tables am I going to hit? Are they going to rotate the, you know, our tournaments? Are they going to rotate the judges inside? Uh, but every, everything went, went, used, went to a, Went on schedule. I mean, nothing really. Uh, I mean, there seemed to be some power issues um, that night. Um, so running a pellet cooker was a bit of a hassle, but um, everything went pretty smooth. Um, you know, everything tasted great. The one, the one thing I will say, my chicken and my ribs were probably. Uh, you know, my chicken it looked great. It tasted great. Uh, it was just a little dry. Um, and the same with my ribs. I mean, they looked great, tasted great. Or they were just a little, I mean, they weren't tough or juicy, but they weren't coming off the bone clean, which was a bit aggravating. But uh, that's when I knew I got salt and chicken and ribs. I'm like, I'm not having this. Do, do you attribute any of the dryness to those two, to, uh, I, not to sound like a smartass, but uh, to the to the cold weather at all? Um, you know, it could have been uh, it could have been a little bit of the humidity and the cold, you know. It's but you know, honestly, it's just one of those weird. You know, my ribs just need more time. You know, in my head, I I needed a minute, another twenty minutes uh, to get them to bite like I wanted them to. Uh, you know, my chicken probably just needed about you know, 15 minutes less <laughs> than I had it in there. Uh, but I just, I just hit a, I actually got a high scoring chicken table. I think three of the top 10 were off, off the same table. So I got, you know, that's really what won it for me was that, was that chicken table. Uh, you know, my pork and my brisket were pretty much on point. Nothing, you know, that's been pretty consistent the last couple of cooks. Uh, but, you know, Achilles Hill, you know, this year. So it seems like if I get a rib call, uh, I end up doing real well. Matt Barber from Hot Wachula is joining me here on the show. Uh, Matt, your website's hotwachulas.com, right? Or is there a barbecue at the end of that? Yes. All right. Hot uh, just hotwachulas.com. Yeah. Hotwachulas.com. Check it out here while we're uh, talking and uh, recovering or, or, or covering uh, the uh, recap of Apopka, Florida, this past weekend. Uh, Matt, you mentioned this is the second coldest contest you've been in. Do, do you think that uh, teams made proper preparation to deal with this? And uh, does cold weather really affect cookers and processes and, and stuff like that? Or is it just uncomfortable for you being out in it more than anything else? Uh, 
I mean, you know, it, it affects, you know, it, a lot of it's just being out in it, but, but I think if, if you've got a, an uninsulated cooker, it affects you a lot more than it does if you've got, you know, an insulated cabinet type cooker. Um, you know, I think if you're cooking in a drum or if you're cooking on a, on a stick burner or something, it's going to, it's going to affect you a lot more than it is, um, you know, people cooking in a stumps or, you know, a color smoker like mine or, you know, something that's insulated. Um, you know, I, I think it's just, it doesn't affect it that much, uh, you know, but once you start opening up the door a lot, I mean, you're going to need more time to recover. And that might have been some of the some of the time for my ribs because you know my rib my rib wrap sauce chicken sauce kind of overlap you know and you know I might have lost some extra time in there just because it was colder outside you know and I might have just taken a little bit longer to recover than usual but you know five minutes here five minutes there uh, can end up making a pretty big difference. Matt Barber joining us here on the show. Uh, Matt, so as, as you get called uh, overall grand champ, and, and then there's some of the the scoring fallout that is uh, ensuing, uh, you know, previous to the to the lead up there. Um, you you remain grand champion, so that's great. Obviously, uh, would hate to get called <laughs> yeah. out and then you get slid down to fourth or fifth place. But uh, do you? And I asked Jason uh, his thoughts on it. Do you, do you have any thoughts on uh, scoring and and what's happened here over the last couple of weeks with uh, with FBA? And, and and I guess the the bigger question would be regardless was there was it just an issue with the amount of teams and pressure to get scores out this past weekend and it would have happened regardless of old scoring system or new scoring system um you know it, it probably would have happened as well i mean actually it did last year you know as well it was uh, uh i just think with a, with a contest that big uh you know sometimes people just Especially when it when it gets two hours pushed back, you know, you get into a rush and like, well, let's, you know, are they right? Yes, you know, you, you really need to, you know, take that extra thirty minutes and double check it to make sure. But, uh, you know, this, this, it's, uh, I think with the new scoring system, there's just some, some little technical issues I think that aren't aren't crossing over some of the things from the categories into the overall. Um, so there's some little switch glitch for for some of the things, but but this is going to take. Well, I'm sure it's going to get fixed a lot quicker, <laughs> quicker now than uh, than it would have been. I mean, that that contest definitely was a crash course for, for the new scoring system. Uh, but I, I think it'll all it'll all work out in the end. I know the actual scoring point system is is pretty dead on accurate. It's just uh, some of the minor little programming issues that are causing some of the scores not to be carried over into the overall. Uh, Score sheet, which seemed to be the, the biggest issue as of late, but um, hopefully they'll get that stuff figured out uh, and run a bunch of. Uh, I mean, they can take the scores from last week and just run test, you know, for the next two weeks until Hain City, and hopefully get all the bugs out of it, you know. But we'll, but we'll see. But I, I have faith in it. But it, it, you know, it seemed like that contest was an issue last year as well with the old scoring system. So. Um, Hopefully this will be the uh, the contest that puts the rush on fixing all the tiny little glitches in the new system. 
Matt Barber joining us here on the show. Uh, Matt, uh, let's go ahead and kind of get an overall look at the season so far. You're currently sitting atop the FBA Team of the Year uh, points chase at 180. Uh, Jim Elser is uh, just behind you at 160, and then a uh, little bit of a gap there uh, down to Blitzkrieg. Uh, you're first in chicken, you're first in pork, uh, you're second in brisket. I mean, you're having a, another great year. Obviously, you were FBA Team of the Year in 2013, Jim's current reigning champion. Seems like it's you two kind of duking it out each and every weekend, and, and it's both of you uh, towards the end of the year for uh, Team of the Year, and it doesn't look like it's setting up any other way, but the same thing for this year. Uh, how are you viewing uh, 2015 right now and your thoughts, kind of where you're sitting at and uh, potentially regaining the FBA Team of the Year crown from Jim? You know, actually, I think the points, I think they're two weeks behind on the points because, you know, it seems like they're, there's a lot of new things happening in the FDA, you know, besides the new scoring system. They're working on a new website as well, uh, which might have been a little bit much to bite off all at once. But I think I'm about 55 points ahead of Jim now. Uh, but it's going to be the same thing. We've we've uh, we've joked about it being Ali Foreman uh, back and forth. Uh, but I try to keep reminding him that, you know, I, I'm Ali in the scenario. <laughs> That's right. So, so at, least, at least I hope so. But it's going to be another tough year. I mean, I'm, you know, my goal this year is to try and get uh, ranked really well in, in the KCBS points as well. Uh, I mean, if I could club last year and did, did really well for, for, I think I was fourth or Seventh nationwide for teams that cook twelve or less contests in the KCBS. So um, I'm hoping to do do more more KCBS this year and try and try and break that uh, you know top fifty overall. Um, but we'll see. I mean that's going to be a pretty you know it's tough to do forty is probably what I'm going to have to end up doing this year to to cook enough KCBS to get to get any any decent ranking up there. Uh, but that's one of my goals for this year. Matt, do you think it is completely impossible? And I'm only asking this question because I remember back in the early days of the show, I don't know if you uh, ever heard of a guy named Kevin Bevington from HomeBBQ.com. But he oh, was, yeah. you know, raking back in the day, one Florida Barbecue Association team of the year, like five years in a row. And, and there were a good couple of years where not only was he winning FBA, but he was... I think at best one year uh, top five in KCBS as well. And I remember asking him a question. I said, hey, do you think, you know, obviously you want to do, you want to win both, right, in, in a year. But is it impossible yeah. the way FBA is set up and how you have to cook the amount of competitions uh, and then be able to, to get in enough competitions on the KCBS side and then factor in where you're located to have yeah. a team win both sanctioning bodies in a year? Yeah, that would that would be tough. I, you know, it is one of those. You know, to, to win the FBA team of the year, I mean, they count everything. Um, so, you know, I I lost it last year. Uh, you know, Jim took two more contests than I did. Uh, so it was one of those things. Was, man, you know, it was, wasn't anything I could do about it. But, you know, it's it's really tough. You know, unless they eventually switched over to a you know, pick your best 10, uh, you know, contest. I kind of like, I think KCBS does your top 10 or top 12 or something like that. But, uh, 
I mean, we, we would have still probably been in the same position. Uh, but, yeah, we would probably, it would open us up to be able to cook more more out of the state. Uh, you know, that's, that's the hardest part. You know, most of the, you know, we can cook a contest six hours away and, you know, north or south and, and, and not, not leave the state. Uh, but it's, uh, it is, it is, it is a lot tougher now. Unless something changes, uh, you know, to win FBA, you're going to have to cook over 25 contests a year. That's just pretty much how it's going to be uh, unless something changes. Matt, also, I just want to make sure I heard that right. The only reason that Matt won Florida Barbecue Association Team of the Year last year is because he just cooked more contests than you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jim, Jim just did two more. Has nothing to do with up. quality of cook or nothing. He just cooked two more. Jim, suck it. Suck it, Buckeye, <laughs> from the Florida guy. All right, uh, Matt Barber joining us here on the show, uh, Hot Wachulas. Um, and by the way, uh, Matt, I meant to get into it. We just run out of time. If you are somebody who has been told by your legions of suck-ass friends in the neighborhood that your barbecue sauce is so good you should get it bottled, uh, you're a guy that people should contact, right? Hot Wachula is not only a world-class competition cooking team, but uh, you're into that uh, Copac bottle type situation, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I bottle stuff uh, uh, for, for Jim, for Sweet Smoke Q. I bottle uh, rub sauces for Swamp Boys. Um, I do Uncle Kenny's sauces. I do, of course, I do my own, but I do a lot of stuff for, you know, different restaurants around. I've got a large client up in uh, Chelsea, Massachusetts, so I bottle a lot of hot sauce for. Uh, you know, I've done stuff for a, a wing restaurant out in Vegas. I mean, we do stuff all over. Uh, but, yeah, if, if anybody has a, a sauce recipe that they're looking to get bottled or, or at least trying to get some uh, ballpark pricing, uh, to try and shop around, uh, you know, you can definitely contact me at Matt at Hawachula.com and, you know, I can send them some of our, our information packet and some, some, some of our, uh, processing and packing pricing information. And, and, uh, it's, it's not that you'll spend more time working on your label, uh, than you will, um, trying to get a bottle, um, it's, it's a real, real simple process. It's not as complicated as it might, as you might think. But, uh, but yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's my, that's my day job. I do that Monday through Thursday, and then Friday and Saturday <laughs> is uh, cook-off time. There it is, uh, Matt Barber, Hot Wachulas. Check him out, hotwachulas.com. Matt, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on today. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. There he is, Matt Barber, Hot Wachulas. You got a sauce you're trying to get out, ladies and gentlemen. He's the guy. Get your sauce out with Matt, ladies and gentlemen. That sounds a little more perverted than I thought it was going to come up. All right. Gang, if you're like me, you're looking for ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game. So we all know I'm going to tell you it's butcherbbq.com. You're damn right. You're damn right. So usually I go through the cavalcade of ridiculously great products that Dave has to offer the consuming backyard and competing public, right? I want to tell you this. Maybe you are somebody who likes to shop around. You're the grass is always greener on the side of the road type fella. 
That's why your vice, uh, your wife divorced you because you were cheating on her. You suck. Same thing with the injections. Look, there's plenty of people out there, commercially made injections out there, that are claiming to be the better or this or that or whatever the case is. And aside from the selection that Dave has become world famous for, he's also become world famous for the people that decide they want to go try something else. And they've spent their hard-earned cash on six or eight or ten pounds of what ends up being lackluster injection. Well, in the past, you haven't been able to do jack squat about it except throw it out or continue to use it and get poor scores in competitions or not get the compliments at the family cookouts in the neighborhood and so forth. Now you can do something to redeem yourself in many people's eyes, the neighbors, the wife, the lady you're banging around the corner, whatever the case may be, maybe the dude for the ladies out there or the same-sex lovers. It doesn't matter to me, man. You go to butcherbbq.com. You look for the trade-in link, right? Click the trade-in link. Keep that other commercially made sauce that you have. When you print off that label, send it to Dave. When it gets to Dave, they're going to weigh it. All weigh-ins are final. And then, because you've realized the folly in your ways, Dave will send you back, in return, his products. Whether it be the Prime Injection, the Beef Injection, the Bird Booster, the Open Pit Injection, all that good stuff. You tell him what you want, he'll send you back the same amount that he weighed in from the other stuff back to you. I mean, who else is doing that? That's why we call it making not only Dave's customers happy, but everybody else happy as well. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. Man, we're way behind. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Very quickly, we have to uh, catch up here on the clock. Oh, Hello, everybody. This yeah, is yeah. All right, hold on a sec. We have to make good on the clock here. Uh, quick exit out. We'll come back, reload for the second hour. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Hello, everybody. This is Gary Bay Chuck, host of Wine Library TV, a.k.a. WLTV. And this is BBQ Central. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? He ate fifty four wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's a beast. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Who? Top men.
All right, just like that, we're in the second hour. Hey-oh! Friends, you have found the Barbecue Central Show. This is what this is. You've stumbled across it by accident, on purpose, whatever. It's the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. We are broadcasting here to spread the word of great barbecue that uh, should be had by all, many, so forth. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, I'm more than happy to have you. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com is the email address if you want to jump in. Thanks again to Jason Whitcomb and Matt Barber for joining me on the show during the first hour. Still to come on the show tonight in about 12 minutes from now, Danielle Domofsky, Diva Q, barbecue star. Could I go out on a limb and say she's the biggest star in the barbecue community right now? Could I? I could. Will I? Yes. I will. Just trolling back through the... chat room post. All right. FEC. So here's the thing, Patrick. Barbecue Central Sauce. A version with extra heat would be called Barbecue Central Sauce from the chat room. There is actually a homemade sauce that I make. Actually, uh, for maybe the last year or so, if you sign up for the Barbecue Central Show newsletter on the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com, as a thank you, I send my Barbecue Central homemade sauce to you just for signing up for the newsletter. Thank you. Thank you. I may or may not reserve a few key items to make sure it's still mine because I don't want you rat bastards to go to Matt Barber and make my barbecue sauce. No, that's mine. I think it's good. It's it's vinegar e. It's not a vinegar sauce. There's tomato. Uh, there's ketchup in there, but it's got you know more apple cider vinegar than ketchup. It's got celery salt. It's got black pepper. It's got cayenne pepper. It's got brown sugar. It's got gave nectar. It's got some other things I can't remember. Might have Texas pepper jelly in that bitch. Does it have liquid smoke? No. Does it have liquid smoke? No, of course not. But I'm like, man, you know, it's good. I like it. And everybody that comes over to my house for barbecue likes it. And I'm like, man. You know, how much does it how much does it cost? Like, could I bottle it? If I have if I give Matt Barber my rest, maybe I'm gonna call I'm gonna I'm about to call Matt Barber tomorrow. We're about to see. Who's buying my sauce? That doesn't sound right. 
Who's buying my sauce? Barbecue Central uh, Barbecue Central Sauce. S A A Y U C E. Something like that. So Danielle Domofsky is still to come tonight. Also barbecue swap meat. Also, we take a very quick look back on well, not look back, but we ref- I reflect back on seven years of live shows. 10.35. And then there's this. American tourist Gord, Gord, Gord by Bull had biggest wound surgeon had ever operated on. Oh, and then I found it. Here's the tweet that I saw on the tweeter. American tourist gored in the sphincter during festival in Spain. Uh-oh. Oh, no. You know I had to click on it. And you know I got to go ahead and talk about it. An American tourist is recovering in a hospital. From what a surgeon says is the biggest bull-goring wound he has ever operated on. Ben Miller suffered several wounds, including a 40-centimeter goring in the thigh when he was caught by a fighting bull during a festival in the nearby town of Ciudad Rodrigo on Saturday. Ciudad, by the way, no, never mind, it's not. I was going to say, Cuidado is uh, careful. It's not the worst uh, injury I've seen, but it's the biggest goring wound I've ever had to operate on, said Enrique Crespo, told the Associated Press. Miller from Georgia underwent a three-hour operation to repair damage to his thighs, sphincter, and back muscle. Town Councilor Pedro Munez said two other unidentified men had sustained less serious goring injuries during Saturday's event. One man from Scotland had a and a Spaniard from Salamanca were also injured, Munoz said. Fiestas featuring bulls are common in Spain, and critics and aficionados alike agree that these events, which attract international audiences, are dangerous. Dr. Crespo is a world-renowned expert, and we have a medically equipped helicopter on standby every day of our annual Fiesta, Munoz said. He said somewhere between 45 and 50,000 people have been attracted over the weekend to this four-day Fiesta that includes afternoon bullfights and bull running events. You know, i got to do myself a favor here. For the people that are watching, I mean, you got to look. I mean, look at these people. Here's a guy getting, well, this guy looks like he's getting uh, blown by the bull. Look at this guy here pulling the bull by the tail. You're going to get kicked. Then you see, uh, you know, this particular one right here where the horn is going into the guy. Yeah, that that looks great. Looks great. Uh, Ciudad Rodrigo is a population of 14,000 people. It's a small cathedral city close to the Portuguese border that's a popular tourist destination. It retains an ancient defensive wall and is a key battle between uh, 
Napoleon's army and British forces under the command of Duke Wellington in the early 1800s. Hey, let's watch a bull fight. Um, I can't get through this. Oh, God. So annoying. I know you're interested. You know, it's no surprise to me, folks, that if you're running with bulls or fighting with bulls and one of their horns lands up your ass, that's going to happen. Maybe don't run with bulls and you won't find their sharp horns on their head in places that you wish they wouldn't. Look at these people. Who's running in the streets with these are bulls, folks? That guy's getting run over. People, I mean, look at all the pansies. Look at that guy getting trampled. This is a nightmare. Who, where does this even seem fun? You land on the ground, you have eight to ten bulls running behind you. You're going to get trampled. It's going to be a nightmare. It's not fun. And these people wearing those white uniforms. Look at these guys. He's got stepped on his head. He's getting trampled by humans. It's one of the worst ideas I've ever seen in my life. Holy crap. Can we get on narrow streets with 50,000 people that we can't even run full speed because there's just too many people and run to a bull ring and hopefully we don't get stepped on. Can we do that? Is that possible? Boy, that seems like a great idea. I can't wait to do that. Can we sign up? Can we go together as the Barbecue Central Collective Bull Running Team? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's not. I agree with Wayne. Kill the bastards and eat them. Let's do that. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you didn't already know, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue and is the number one dealer of Mac pellet grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grill smokers, such as the old Hickory ACE BP, the Gateway Drum Smoker, even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs from flavors like Sweet Money to Happy Ending. Their rubs have an award-winning flavor and have won almost every major competition barbecue event, including the 2012 and 13 American Royal, the World Series of Barbecue, the 2012 and 14 Jack Daniels Invitational, 2013 Kings of Channel, 2014 Use of Livestock and Rodeo, and the 2014 King of the Smoker. Don't think BPS can just be pigeonholed into competitive barbecue either. BPS rubs have become so well-known they've been picked up nationwide by BJ's Restaurant and Brew House. With four of the nine BPS rubs featured in their permanent menu and a myriad glowing reviews, BPS rubs have proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Papa Smokers also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California, uh, California-based barbecue rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profiles that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Big Papa Smoker's website also features an online meat locker with top-quality meats from Snake River Farms shipped right to your door. 
from American Kobe beef, caribou to pork, double R ranch meats, Big Papa Smokers meat locker has something for every type of barbecue aficionado. Committed to bringing you the best barbecue flavors on the market, Big Papa Smokers has recently added a few new barbecue sauces to the lineup. How about Swamp Boys barbecue sauce? A fine swine sauce, Granny's barbecue sauce. These hot new sauces are considered to be the new kids on the block this barbecue season. Big Papa Smokers has also created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition cooks in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all this with only five years of being in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. It's just the beginning. For Big Papa Smokers, BigPapaSmokers.com. Danielle Domofsky out of the break. Stick around. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, folks, welcome back to 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Your two ways to get in touch with me. Joining me now was also a competitor this past weekend in Apopka, Florida. Making the rounds across these beautiful United States. A TV show host, a barbecue competition pitmaster, championship award winning. And more important than all of that crap... Friend <laughs> of mine, Danielle Dabosky from DBQ joining. D, what's up? Hello, Greg. How are you? Where are you right now? How you doing? I am in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What? <laughs> no. Yeah, I had a bit of a delay. Wow. I had a bit of a delay going home, and yeah. so I'm stuck for the night in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, of all places. You didn't pop at a uh, you very nice hotel. You didn't pop another and, tire. Uh, did having you? a couple cocktails. Yeah, I bet. Uh, you didn't pop another tire, did you? No, no. At least I went a day without it. It's all good. Oh, goodness. Oh, it my is goodness. what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Danielle Demosky joining me here on the show. Uh, you can see her on a show called Barbecue Crawl. You can see her driving around the country uh, competing in barbecue competitions. <laughs> I mean, she's doing it all, for crying out loud. Uh, Danielle, um, let's go ahead and uh, talk about... I got it. Oh, my thing is so slow here. Let me get your picture up here so everybody who has never seen you before can see you here. Um, yeah. Let's let's do this. For the peripheral right. fans or somebody that's just stumbled on this show for the very first time that has no idea who I am, perish the thought. Or worse yet, has never heard of Danielle Damask. Little background oh about goodness, you. Little background about you and how you got into this whole barbecue okay. thing. Okay, here's the Reader's Digest condensed version. <laughs> ten years ago, almost ten, almost oh ten years ago God. now, I judged my first barbecue contest, fell in love, bought a smoker, have subsequently bought 47 more since then, or obtained 47 more. Oh. I'm up to almost 50 now. I travel the country doing barbecue contests. I am completely barbecue obsessed. I have a big-ass book coming out with Random House next year. Um, I have a kick-ass TV show called Barbecue Crawl. It's available in 15 countries now. Wow. So it is on the Travel Channel. Cottage Life, Travel Escape, A&E Network, and Food Network. 
Um, I love my life. I love barbecue and I love the barbecue community. I get to compete. I get to teach. I get to live the absolute barbecue dream and it wouldn't be possible without my family and friends. So there you go. Thank Later's you. Digest conversion. Thank you for coming. Wow. You know, I hear, <laughs> I hear you talk and you mentioned, yeah. you know, doing barbecue and this is what you're doing for a living and, and the passion in your voice. Mm-hmm. Also, and we won't hold it against you, you're Canadian. So, who do I think of when I hear barbecue and passion and grilling and doing it for a living? It's that son of a gun who I think I want to move in with, by the way. <laughs> Ted Reader, who I have on this show every once in a while. Love. I mean, this guy is... I love my Teddy. Oh, he's so good. Um, so what is it in uh-huh. Canada? You guys are like barbecue crazy up there. And to uh, also to the benefit of you guys, by the way. Well, one of the key things about Canadians, and, uh, and by the way, Teddy is such a good friend of mine. He actually wrote the foreword to my book. Um, but Teddy is a Mac Daddy dude. I love that boy yeah. so much. He's like my big brother in barbecue. One of the key things for us is that it doesn't matter if it's, you know, uh, 50 degrees out, 60, 70, whatever, or it doesn't matter if it's minus 30. You're still out at the grill because it never matters to us. We never stop. We have to be tough because if we only grilled in the barbecue season, as some people refer to it as, we would only be barbecuing like two months of the year. So it makes us more passionate. It makes us more focused. It makes us more driven. And and certainly in my case, it just makes me drive a lot more. (laughs) Yeah, so this past weekend, and I had uh, Jason Whitcomb from uh, Team Unknown Barbecue uh, in 914, and then we had Matt Barber who won the event. Such a nice guy. Uh, Yeah, and uh, Matt Barber was on at 935. Uh, He won the event. So talented. uh, I wanted to get your take. You were there as well, and it's funny that you talk about how the fact that if you didn't cook outside of whatever traditional barbecue season is for people, you'd be cooking, you know, six, seven weeks out of the year. When you get down there, I mean, this, yeah, there was so much hype and build up, and people were talking all over the internet and on telephones and so forth about a popka coming up this past weekend. 92 yeah. teams are there. I mean, for Florida event and pretty much for any event, I mean, holding a few, this is a really big ass event. It's Florida Barbecue Association driven. When you get down yeah. there and you're used to freaking, I mean, He's like, oh, it was, so, or this was Matt Barber, by the way. He's like, oh, it's so cold out there, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, who are you talking to? It's <laughs> negative 20 in Cleveland right now. Come and kiss my ass. But as someone yeah, but who's, I will say this, Greg. Yeah, you're used to the I cold. I will say this. Yeah. I am used to the cold weather. I cook in the cold weather all the time, but the Florida yeah. cold is very different. There is so much humidity in the air that it's the kind of cold that, like, seeps in your bones that you can't shake. You know, one of the things I noticed when I was walking around to those 92 teams and everybody else, there are more fire pits with Florida barbecue teams that I've ever seen at any contest anywhere because the cold is very different. Um, I froze my butt off for two days. Uh, I could not believe how cold I was. Um, and Matt's right. It was that cold. It was ridiculous. I had a parka, two hoodies, um, mittens on, my big toque. Um, you know, leggings, track pants, double layer of socks, and I was still cold. So obviously that's saying something. If somebody <laughs> from, you know, normally cold areas uh, like yourself and, yeah. and like myself are talking specifically about what the cold is like, then it's obviously pretty cold yeah. out there. And I was following some of your Facebook and social media posts. And when you're it, there early in the morning on Saturday and you're like, man, it's freaking cold. I'm like, wow. 
It's got to be really freaking yeah. cold out there. I was, so, I, you know, it was four thirty in the morning, and I did a video post. Uh, they seemed to get a lot of traction, and the uh, the fact is, that I I can't remember the last time I was that cold at a contest ever. Like it was it was brutal, and I literally stood beside my new sub cooker, and literally just to get warm. It was <sighs> ridiculous. So what's it like when you're down there? You got ninety one, ninety two other teams out there aside from yourself. And you're obviously a well-seasoned competitor, but when you're cooking out there, it's a Florida Barbecue Association event, so I don't know. Well, let me ask the question. I mean, how seasoned are you in an FBA contest versus a KCBS-style contest? Well, one of the funny things that we were discussing when I was there and a lot of teams, the the teams that are five years or less, I've been doing this almost 10 years now. And one of the key things was that I originally started doing contests when um, the Georgia area had the best of the best contests almost 10 years ago. Wow. So I know a lot of the old school guys and the FBA is contests, of course, that have no garnish in the boxes. They start at 11 o'clock. They're hour long um, in between turn-ins. It is very different. This is my first official FBA event. You know, I also came in with a brand new smoker. So it was, um, I, I couldn't have given myself more challenge. And by the way, solo, <laughs> you know, I'm, I don't, I didn't even have a box running. Um, so I could not have given myself any more challenges in one weekend. Not to mention, like, you know, the 22, 24-hour drive that it takes to get there and back. Yep. So it was, um, for me, I'm always about the challenge. I'm always about giving myself a, a, you know, a challenging time in barbecue. I love to experience new things. Um, and the FDA is one of them. You know, my, my other bucket list item for hopefully later this year, if I can get to one, is an IBCA event um, in, in Texas. So, I mean, I think that people are better rounded. I think they're well rounded if they go to different types of contests all over the country. I think it's great to get out of your own comfort zone. For me, of course, comfort zone being KCBS. And at the end of the day, I had nothing to be ashamed of. My scores were good. So when you look at Danielle, the competitor, and and we can get a a little bit of a glimpse of that as we watch Barbecue Crawl, you usually have, you know, some type of a teammate, and there's like a guest person in there during the TV show, but you're solo this time. And I've talked to some other pit masters, whether it's FBA or KCBS, what have you, for the years and years that I've been doing the show. And I said, and these are people that are typically, you know, two or more teammates, and all of a sudden they're forced into a situation where they're solo at a competition. So let me ask you the same question: Do you find that this past weekend, concentration, process, meeting marks, and stuff has become at a whole new razor sharp level because it is just on you? to get the scores that you're going to get, or was it not that way? Well, one of the key things I'd say is just take a look at my trailer. I built a very expensive trailer just so I could compete by myself. Um, I find my concentration is always at a much higher level when I am by myself. Uh, there are no distractions. You know, if my children come out, um, that's a big distraction. Um, when I'm, cause I'm always going to be a mom first, you know, uh, when my teammates come out, I'm distracted. Um, and not to say I don't want them there. I really do quite often, but there is a different level of concentration when you know that everything is on you. If everything, every iota of everything is on you, your ass better be in gear. You better have your crap together and you better get it done. When the scores are, are just on you and you are evaluating turn-ins and stuff like do, do processes change from what it would be like if you had one or two other people with you? Um, not necessarily. Like on my team, I've always been the only person that cooks. Uh, Mike Miller uh, from Big Bone Barbecue is all on my team. 
um, does a lot of the prep. Jesse does the boxes. Um, so certainly those two people do a lot. Um, at the end of the day, the closest is that I'm always going to be the cook. It's always going to fall on me. It's always going to be on my shoulders because at the end of the day, that says Diva Q on there, nobody else's name. All right, so rate your overall experience, you know, just kind of looking at the event in Apopka as a spectator and then as a contestant, you know, how did you how did you think you did overall? Well, I think I'm going to split it actually into three parts. How about that? Yeah, I do think it. as a spectator, I think the event was I think the event was exceptionally well. They had two a killer country acts. It was really well well laid out. It was easy for people to get in, easy to get out. There was great parking. Then they, then you go into the competition actual organization, and that was from Chuck, and he did an exceptionally good job. Um, just from the time that I signed up to the communication I received by email, uh, by uh, also teams that just knew that I, you know, all of a sudden signed up and they are offering anything and everything if I need any help with anything. Um, to Sweet Smoke Q, Jim, and Jeff, who brought me all my meat because I was running so behind and late, and they were helping me out. So from the organization standpoint, I think it was excellent. I think from the spectator standpoint, it was excellent. I think where there may have been some faults would be with the FDA themselves. And the reason would be because of the two-and-a-half-hour delay in reporting the results. Um, the unfortunate incident of Unknown Barbecue having to have their scores readjusted, which unfortunately um, readjusted my scores down the line. That was unfortunate. I ended up missing the Montgomery Gentry contract concert because of that, which really kind of sucks because that was like a good part of the, of the weekend. Um, at the end of the day, I think that they've got a new software program that they're working with. Um, I believe that they will overcome any of the obstacles that they had at Apopka. And I will tell you right now, this will not be my last FDA event. I look forward to doing another one or two this year. All right, so let me ask you this. When you get down there and, and you had said that there was a lot of people offering help, whether it be the meats or, you know, what have you. Five, yep. if, if we go back five years, are you getting the same yep. kind of help from people or are you getting help now because of yeah. who Danielle Domofsky is? Um, I actually have always gotten that kind of offer. I, I think what happens is you give what you get and you get what you give. Um, and if anybody's coming to my area or coming to the Northeast or, and I'm at a contest and somebody coming from the, the South or whatever, I, I'm one of those people that I know there's so many of us that say, Hey, if you're here and you need anything or you need something, um, please contact me. I'd love to help you. I think that's a, that speaks to the whole barbecue community, um, the vast majority of people there that we are such a different competitive field because of the fact that we are so community based, uh, community based. Um, I don't want anybody to come into the contest and not have everything they need. I want somebody to come into the contest, have everything they need, and I still want to whoop their ass. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Um, I think one of the things is that people know me more, of course, in the show. I mean, we're the number one rated barbecue show. We're the number one watched barbecue show. And that's great and fine. But at the end of the day, the community of barbecuers and the competitive barbecuers are an exceptional group of people who go above and beyond to help anyone. You know, just even you, you kidded earlier that, uh, you know, you asked me if I had another tire blowout. I can't even begin to tell you how many people offered to either come and get me, come and get me a tire. And I mean, people that are like an hour and a half, two hours away. This is not even in the competitive field. This is just in the field of being, you know, human kindness. Um, it's a special group of people. And, and I don't think I would ever do anything or say anything to diminish it because they are that exceptionally awesome. Daniel, now that you are, you know, seen on TV, you're multiple seasons into Barbecue yep. Crawl, which, as you said, is, is uh, yep. you know, the, the highly rated 
uh, barbecue show on television. Is it difficult at all or has it become more difficult at all to be competitor DVQ and also be social person and and TV person DVQ at a competition? Oh, absolutely. Well, since the TV show came out and since it's gone to 15 different countries, I'm having a, a harder time sometimes to shut off the social, you know, make sure you meet with the fans, say hi, um, yet still stay on your game plan because sometimes, you know, I got to close the door to the trailer, not because I don't want to be social, but I have meat to cut. I have meat to trim. I have things to do. And whether it's an appearance on Barbecue Pitmasters or it's my own show on, on the Travel Channel or if it's, you know, American Grill that I'm judging on, um, that puts me at the forefront of um, something that's seen in the barbecue community. At the end of the day, I am there to compete, but those fans, those fans on my show are all my customers. And if I don't acknowledge my customers, I'm not getting paid. So it is sometimes a very hard balance. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you, as a competitor first, because I know you, you know, back from from when you judged that first, yeah. you know, thing, and you were coming on message boards, you were coming on my message board and all this stuff, and, and we've seen the growth yep, over the exactly. years. How do you reconcile as competitor first that regardless of everything else that is going on, when it is time to put on meats on the cooker and make the trimmings and get the boxes ready, that all that other stuff does have to still continue to be on the outside and you'll get at it when you get at it? Well, the fans are always awesome. One of the cool things about the fans is that they always come and say hi. Um, Most of them, because they've watched the show, know when turning time is. And I'll close the door. Um, I will say that I have some of the best fans in the world. Um, I had so many people stop by in Florida at a popcorn. It was ridiculous. And they understood that when the door was closed, I had to work. Um, and I think that just becomes a part of the show, a barbecue call, is educating the public that, hey, I'm actually here to work as well as, as be sociable. And, uh, you know, when it comes to turning time, whether it's 11 or 12 or whatever the case may be, I have a job to do. And, and the fans actually really respect it. Funny enough, I was coming out of the trailer at one point on the weekend. A fan happened to be saying, he goes, I'll, I'll, I'll see you in an hour. He goes, I know it's turning time. <laughs> and so that happens more frequently um, all the time. Um, I guess I'm just lucky that the fans are like that. Daniel Domoski joining me here on the show. DivaQ.ca if you want to check out our website. If you yep. haven't checked out our website, go ahead and check that out while we're uh, talking here about the Apopka Florida competition um so in regards to fans and regards to competitions and and finding that balance do you find at this point because you have you know that time underneath your belt you you are able to to find that balance within yourself and and the fans can kind of dig on it or do you still try and every contest figure out how you're going to be popular danielle and and be competitor want to kick your ass danielle (laughs) <laughs> I think I've got a really good balance on it now. Um, last year, I was a lot less comfortable with the whole program. I'm used to fans now coming up. And, and that, like last year, it was really kind of unsettling. Every time a fan came, I'm like, why are you coming up? I don't understand. <laughs> now I kind of like get the program a little bit more. Um, because, you know, I could be in the middle of like this weekend in Maryland at a gas station. Or, hey, hey, Ms. Diva, can we get our picture with you? Or some little kid will come up and say, hey, Ms. Diva, I love cooking and, and you're helping me. So I'm a lot more comfortable with it now. Um, the competitive side is never going to go away, ever. It's never going to go away from me. But uh, for the thing, the thing is, is that these people that come up and, and thank me or, or just kind of want to talk about the show or whatever, 
I owe a debt of gratitude to them on a daily basis. They're the people that keep me employed. So the, you know, as, so as much as I'd like to say I'm a hard badass about competitive uh, stuff, um, if a little girl or a little boy comes up to me and I'm walking a box, I've actually walked with them now. And I say, hey, why don't you just walk with me? I got to go turn this box in. So it's just about trying to make that balance happen. Um, they're my, they're my customers. They're my fans. Um, I owe everything to them and, uh, I can't forget that. Daniel, let me ask you a question. Um, if you look at over the past 10 years or so, since you've been in it, who do yeah. you think is the baddest ass pit master out there over the last 10 years? I want your answer. I'm going to give you my answer after you answer. Wow. That is a really hard question. Um, that's why you come to the show. You no, don't come for softballs, Danielle, for crying out loud. <laughs> um, I think Donnie Bray. Really? Absolutely. Guess because what? You don't have to be loud and abrasive and, and loud like me, but I do believe Donnie Bray is one of the most badass guys on the circuit. Guess what? You're wrong. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Over the last, well, it's probably even longer than 10 years. And yeah. people will tell me I'm a suck ass for saying it. And he might uh -oh. or he may Seriously, he Greg? may he may or may not have become part of the barbecue Illuminati. Myron Mixon <laughs> is the best pitmaster that has been in the last ten or so years, and here's why. He has won Memphis Barbecue Network team of the year. However, he wins in the Florida Barbecue Association. He has won in the KCBS, and I defy anybody to tell me a pitmaster who has been able to go on three different stages and be as successful as he has over the last 10 or so years. Well, I think he makes some really valid points, actually. Um, I also think that his tea presence has opened up doors for many people. Um, I, I can't disagree. I think that that's a really valid candidate. I don't fully agree. But hey, everybody can tell us their opinion. <laughs> That's right. That's why I have a talk show, so I can vent my opinion. Who cares? Exactly. That's right. Uh, Danielle, where are you going to be at next, for crying out loud? Okay, so next week I'm on, um, so I'm going to hopefully get home tomorrow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Then I am, next week, uh, Tuesday, I'm going to be, Tuesday, Wednesday, I believe I'm going to be speaking with Missouri. Uh, I'm going to go eat some ribs and do a couple things there. Uh, next Wednesday and Thursday, I'm going to be in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, wow. eating the barbecue and doing a couple things. Um, not Wednesday and Thursday. Next Wednesday and Thursday of next week, I think I'm at the NBBQA. Yeah. Oh, that's the whole week. Oh, the gravy. Hold on. Uh, yeah, so Asheville, North Carolina. Then I am going to go do uh, Big Bacon Bonanza. I am their celebrity chef in Iowa. The following week, I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. Then I'm at the MDBQA uh, hosting a class with Malcolm. Wow. Um, we're going to host a social media class. Uh, once I do that, I'm going to fly out on the Friday. Um, I have Garth Brooks tickets down to the center. I'm very excited. Um, then I'm home for a couple days, and I start teaching, and then I fly out again to Edmonton. Uh, my schedule just never stops right now. It just does not stop. Yeah, it sounds like it's uh, completely going off the charts right now. Uh, Danielle Domofsky joining me here on the show. Uh, Danielle, as far as the book that you had mentioned, is there a, like a launch date or a sell date or anything yet? Well, I'll tell you it's coming out spring 2016. There will be a book tour in the U.S. and Canada. I'm very excited about it. It is something that is, uh, is geared towards the backyard barbecuer, not competitive barbecuers. 
Um, these are beloved recipes that I absolutely make all the time at home for my family, uh, my kids for sure. Um, it, the book was shot by the ultra-awesome, kick-ass photographer, Ken Goodman. Um, he flew up to my house, and, and we did a, a very intense three-day shoot for that. And it's with Random House, and I'm very excited for it to come out. And like I said, it is geared to the backyard barbecue. So these are just everyday kick-ass, delicious recipes that you just want to make. Um, and so that's coming out in the spring. Um, and a couple other projects coming down the pipes. And uh, I can't wait for those to explode and come out as well because it's going to be a very exciting 2016. And obviously, Barbecue Crawl continues to uh, to grow and continue on season after season and all this good stuff? Well, we certainly hope so. You know, every year the network gets to decide that. So whether we have a season four or not, it, you know, it remains to be seen. I will tell you this, but... You know, and we were very excited that the show got picked up in 15 different countries this year. Um, that is huge. That is massive. International distribution is massive for a show like ours. Uh, we were also nominated for the equivalent of a Canadian Oscar in our editing. And, in fact, we, our editing and our editor teams are so good that we're actually nominated in the same category as the Canadian race. So I do want to give a big shout-out to them because it's such a huge accomplishment, and that's RCR Media. Um, you know, there's a lot of projects coming up. I mean, I got a brand new stump cooker. Um, I'm loving still my cook shack FEC. I have got so many great partnerships and, and uh, friendships with so many people in the barbecue community, Thermalworks and Granny Sauce and Guru and oh my God, the list goes on and on. Smoking out smokers, which is barbecue. Um, I'm just really excited about where it's all going. So what the hell is going on with this Granny's barbecue sauce? Three weeks ago, I've seen it, and now it's like on fire. What is going? Is this the new blues hog well, of uh, sauce or what? Well, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Some of us might have had it for a very long time, and maybe just didn't tell anybody. What's a long time? <laughs> oh, I can't give you that information. That's confidential. All right, so we'll say more than five Come on, years. Greg. Come on. I will guess and say five years or more. Um, I will tell you. You got to get some. Well, I can because Big Papa Smokers is the sponsor of the show, and he's carrying it now, of course. So I will call Sterling and tell him to ship me a case immediately. Um, well, of course, you know, I'm a big fan of Simply Marvelous Rub as well. Of course, yeah, the not West Coast offense, everybody Marvel. loves it. Uh, Danielle, let me ask you one last question, and I'm not asking for specifics. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know if you know or not, but Meathead sold his uh, AmazingRibs.com website for probably multi-millions of dollars. Um in yeah. regards to Barbecue Crawl and the success that the show has seen, and now it's in 15 different countries and so forth, like you said, yeah. are you making like a lot of money from the TV show, or is it an amalgamation of all of the other partnerships that you have that you're able to do the living of barbecue uh, as it comes to, <laughs> to generate income? I will tell you that I am loving my life, that you do not need a ton of money to live your life properly and that any of the monetary discussions I'll keep to myself. How about that? All right. I mean, the other side of me is like, no, answer my question specifically with dollars and cents. <laughs> All right. Uh, Danielle Damaski, you can great. see her. It's Diva Q Barbecue Team. Uh, you can find her at divaq.ca because the CA is Canada and that's where she's from, goddammit. Uh, Danielle, always appreciate the time you can give to the show and we will talk to you soon. There Thanks she very is. Much, Greg. It's always been a pleasure. Um, have a great night. Thanks. There she is. Danielle Damoski, Diva Q. You can find her on televisions and other such revelry across the globe now, literally across the globe. She's in 15 countries for that show, for crying out loud.
That's a barbecue crawl, by the way. All right, here we go. Let me talk to you quickly about my good friends and sponsors of the show now for a decent amount of time. Uh, Cook Shack, you know barbecue competition season is here. You can get spices. You can get rubs. You can get to the winner's circle now through. Uh Uh-oh. Wait a second. Script through 333. Let me just tell you this. You can save big right now on Cook Shack FEC 100 Pellet Smokers, the Fast Eddie's award-winning all-purpose rub. Use promo code FEC Love to receive free FedEx priority shipping on the purchase of an FEC 100. This is a savings of up to 200 bucks. That's right. The Fast Eddie's Cook Shack FEC 100 is the choice of many teams on the competition circuit. You heard Danielle Demofsky just say she's got one. It's a premium coupon to use 15% off the regular price of Fast Eddie's all-purchase uh, all-purpose rub use promo code FE Frank Echo uh, sorry Foxtrot Echo 15 FE15 order these items online cookshack.com or call 800 4230698 Dave Bosco of Butcher Barbecue Dana Hillis of Big Papa's Country Kitchen Todd Johns of Plowboys Barbecue have competed using FEC 100 for years. David won the 2012 Barbecue Contest for World Food Championships in Vegas and was featured on the Barbecue Pitmaster Show using the FEC 100. Todd John won the American Royal in 2009 using his FEC 100. Other notable teams using the FEC 100, I just had her on the show, Danielle Damoski of DVQ, Jiggy Piggy, GQ, Pork Patrol Barbecue, and Jeff Northcutt of Dr. Nordy's Barbecue. Why do these legendary pitmasters love the FEC 100? Todd Johns of Plowboys considers his FEC 100 as a member of his cooking team. They handle his fire management. He can cook by himself. He does not have to worry about his temperatures. They will be consistent. He can roll into the contest at 6 p.m. on a Friday, prep his meats, and he's ready to cook quickly. The FEC 100 puts you in control so you can concentrate on your flavor profiles and making those turn-in boxes. The FEC 100 features a digital CookShack IQ5 controller lets you set smoke, cook, and hold time temperatures. The heat and flavor source is 100% food wood-grade pellets. The pellet heat source is controlled by a fully automated pellet system, which produces very little ash as compared to stick burners. And if you want more deep smoke flavor, CookShack offers the optional smoke enhancer that can be added to the FEC 100 as well. Act quickly. Take advantage of this free FedEx shipping priority by using FEC 100 and 15% off the Fast Eddie's All-Purpose Rub promo, FE15, to take advantage of these great savings. Call one of the sales professionals at Cook Shack right now at 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698 or order online at cookshack.com. All right, we're uh, back right after this. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living, the women, the whiskey, craziness. There's whiskey in my soul. I've been drifting down that open highway, finger in the air, cause I do things my way. The 
All right, what are you people talking about? I want soft on DVD. What the fuck are you talking about? Soft? Because I didn't say, give me the exact dollar amounts. That makes me soft. What? I can't make people tell me what they make. I mean, sure, I want to know. I did not let her duck the question. She said she wasn't going to answer it. Listen up for crying out loud, Patrick, you damn. You're putting me in a position. I said how much. She said, I would never. T- at the end, you go back and listen to the podcast, pal. She said, I won't give you that information. So what am I going to do? Go after her six and seven times and alienate? Forget it. I'm not going to do that. I think if you listen to her answer... She's probably doing pretty okay. Probably doing better than this guy. Uh What? Come on, man. Cut your income in half, and that's what she makes. Dave, that that swath is wide-ranging. I made $973,000 last year. How much did you make? If you can name that movie, by the way, I will give you a bottle of Sucklebusters honey sauce, honey barbecue sauce. How about that? Can you name that movie? I know I can because I watch it every day. Well, I watch one portion of it every day. One portion of it. You name it, you get the price. Boom. But let me recount it. I made $978,000 last year. How much did you make? Anyway, thanks to Danielle Domofsky of DVQ for joining me. Jason King, 300 bucks for a class. I asked if I could do the dishes. She said, no! Live podcast of the Barbecue Central show. (laughs) Yeah. That'll cost you. That'll cost you plenty. Damn it, Andy Allen. You win. Bastard. Andy Allen, since you knew the movie, you probably wouldn't find it at all weird that I have that whole sales part memorized. What? What, because you're talking about a sale you lost? You're talking about a dang you're trying to have sex with? Is everybody here? I'm going to go now. You, put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. You think I'm fucking with you? I am not fucking with you. Levine, you call yourself a man? You call yourself a salesman, you son of a bitch? People don't come on the lot. Lest they want to buy. These people are coming on the lot to give you their money. You want to take it? Are you man enough to take it? All right, forget it. I'll get out of it. I love it. I love it. It just pumps me up. I'm a sales guy by profession. I love watching that seven minutes. Alec Baldwin. 
giving it to me. Crazy. Oh, do I have your attention now? Good. Because we've added a little something to this week's sales contest. Of course, as you all know, first prize is Cadillac Eldorado. You want to see second place? Set of steak knives. Third place is you're fired. The leads are weak. The fucking leads are weak? You're weak. Mitch and Murray paid good money for these weed leads. You can't qualify. You can't talk to these people. You can't sell shit. You are shit. Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it because you are going out. All right, this time I'm really done. I love it. If you've never seen, do me a favor. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, it's about seven minutes and 45 seconds. Especially if you're a salesperson. If you've never seen that, it is the best ever. Because I drove an $80,000 BMW to work, and you drove a Hyundai. That's who I am. Good father, F you. Like your wife, go F yourself. Right. Love it. Never seen the movie. Don't need to see the movie. All right, so let me go back, way back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. See if I can get this right. February 7th, 2008. Sounded a little something like this. One man with one simple vision to create a barbecue site that doesn't suck. He succeeded. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Greg Renby and the BarbecueCentral.com. All right, so I need to set this up a little bit, I guess. This is the very first live Barbecue Central show that took place on February 7th, 2008, seven years and 10 days ago. Oh, yeah, I remember that intro music. Some of my favorite intro music. Hear the crowd in the back? Oh, yeah. All right, just imagine. Seven years ago, you're tuning in to a barbecue show, and this is what it sounds like. All right? I'm going to even put up the banner just so you can get a mindset, because it was only... A radio show at that point. There was no video or anything. This is what it sounded like. Relax. Take it in. Welcome to the Barbecue Central Show. Good Thursday to you, wherever you may be. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, so make your time zone adjustments. Know a lot of people hanging out on the West Coast, so that's six o'clock there. Great to have you aboard. I think I can say this with a surety since we're on internet radio, wherever you are across the globe. I certainly appreciate you taking time out to join me. And for show, and after listening to uh, four days of BBS talk radio, 
and all the shows that have been taking place, uh, most of the shows, uh, I believe, holding uh, Simon's uh, hypnosis show, uh, most of the shows are taking place on a daily basis. So I've been able to hear how uh, the Sam and Manu show go. Uh, that, that airs at uh, 12 o'clock Pacific. No, 9 o'clock Pacific. And then uh, TJ McCormick follows them. And uh, then the Dam Report uh, follows TJ. So a good uh, six-hour block of original talk and really good quality. These guys are really on top of their game. And to hear how well they have really kind of grown even just over the last three days has made it all the more nerve-wracking for me to actually get on and do my thing. This will be a weekly show for one hour. And this happens, obviously, on Thursdays. So, uh, again, really good first uh, three days, uh, four days of broadcasting really set the bar high. want to make sure that I'm doing good for you guys today. So in order to do that, of course, I want to put myself in a uh, comfortable position. It's uh, about 25 degrees outside, broadcasting here from Cleveland, Ohio. And I want to make sure that... Uh, comfortable, so I thought about hey, where would I be most comfortable? Well, of course, that would probably be a barbecue pit. But given the weather situation, uh, probably not the best idea for uh, for me to, to do a show outside in the freezing cold and the ice and snow. So the, the next best thing, figured I would go to a bar. So that's where I am. You probably are hearing people in the background and... That's because my good friend Kevin Coyne, who is the owner of the Mix Pub and Grill, this is actually in historic Willoughby, Ohio, is letting me broadcast live from here tonight. So that's the voices that you hear in the background. Got a uh, got a live audience. Everybody, uh, we're we're on live BBS Talk Radio. Everybody, make some noise. So again, we're at Mix Pub and Grill in Willoughby. If you're looking at downtown Cleveland on a map, take uh, 90 directly eastbound for about 15 miles, and uh, you'll hit Willoughby, technically, I guess, uh, in the business district, whatever that is. Can everybody believe that was the show? What? Oh, my God. That was the show. That was the very first show ever. Live. Oh, how the show has changed. Oh, how the sound has changed. Blah, blah, blah. Wayne weighing in. I need to start doing my podcast live. I need to get out of my head and more just like talking to people like this. Yeah, that's right, Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Can you believe for one second that that was the show? That was the show. That guy in a bar seven years ago. And I think I was actually connecting through Skype at that point. I didn't even have my own audio streaming server. I mean, I didn't have any video or anything like that, of course. So here's where we're at. Seven years and ten days ago, 2007, 2008, the very first live Barbecue Central show was had on the air. I had no idea that we would be able to make six months out of this show, let alone seven years. What? 
Here we are, seven years and ten days later, interviewing guests that I've never interviewed again, interviewing guests that I had all the way back seven years ago and picked up some in between, interviewed top names in the industry at that point. I mean, if you go back through, if you visit thebbqcentralshow.com and you go back into the archives or if you go to latalkradio.com, to where the delineation of where the show originally, this show was just an hour, not even. It was 50 minutes or 55 minutes or whatever it was. And I was kind of on leash by a guy in LA. And he said, Hey, okay, you're going to get this amount of time and it's not going to cost you anything because he was charging people. Like LA Talk Radio right now, if you Google LA Talk Radio, it's huge. One of the biggest websites out there. It currently continues to carry the first hour of this show, not the second hour. Why not the second hour, Sam? But here we are seven years later. Seven years. When I first approached the guy at LA Talk Radio, which was then BBS Talk Radio, about me doing a barbecue show, he laughed at me. Laughed at me. You think you can do a barbecue show for more than a month? I said, well, yeah, I've been doing a podcast for the last two years, but there's all these other podcasts that are creeping up and so forth, and I want to set the bar different. I want to make my own name. I want to go live. I want to do it live. Do it live. He's like, well, I don't really have a lot of faith in it, but you seem like a nice guy, and you're going to put forth the effort to make the live connection from Cleveland to L.A., and seven years later, Adding another hour, adding regular guests, still keeping a track and atop the industry as a whole. Folks, I hate to say it. You're not going to find a more comprehensive, on top of the market as an industry, in competition, as the consumer and marketplace is affected. You're not going to find a better show as it relates to this industry than right here, the Varsity Show, Barbecue Central Show. Sorry. That's the way it is. We've found a loyal following. We've built a loyal following. We've had extremely awesome supporters of this show all the way through the years, especially the six and seven that are on right now. You know, these people are, they realize the value of the show. They realize we're pushing the envelope that really nobody else is doing this still after seven years. So thank you to everybody that has ever listened to the show. Once, regular listener, video listener, watcher, whatever. Anybody that's ever picked up even one second of the show, I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. I never thought we would get to seven years and get to a point where I can go as long as I want. I don't see any end to the show. The way that I have been able to refine it over the years and get it into a, a situation of certain repetitiveness. Nobody else can get this recipe. This show is, is good forever. And if all the sponsors drop off for whatever reason, the show still continues to happen. Why? Because it boils back down to the same reason I've done this show for the seven years. I do the show because I love the show. I do the show because I want to do the show. 
I don't do the show to get paid. I don't do the show for more sponsors. I don't do the show for any of that. I do the show because you like the show because I like doing... Well, I do the show because I like doing the show. But secondarily, and perhaps most importantly, I do the show because you listen to the show. You watch the show. You come back here every Tuesday live or you get it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You listen on the train ride to work or you drive to work or however you do it. This is why we do the show. This is why. And I'm thankful that seven years later, man, you're still in it. You're here. You're invested. I'm invested. And I want to do better shows each and every week for you. Hopefully I'm doing that for you. All right, quickly, let me talk to you about Barbecue Guru. Longest running sponsor of the show, as you know, automatic pit temperature control devices, creators of this technology. If you want to get one, do easy. TheBBQGuru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or TheBBQGuru.com. The Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're back to wrap up this show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Johnny Dam, host of the Damage Report radio show. When I'm not falling in love with the First Amendment all over again, I like to sit back, relax, and rub my meat to the Barbecue Central show. And now your host, Greg Rempe. Go, Greg. Yeah, rub that meat. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Big B, All right, welcome back. We're going to wrap up the show here right now. Like quick, because I'm over time. Sorry, Kevin. All the... What? All the way back in the first hour, we were uh, talking Apopka, Florida competition. Jason Whitcomb joined me. UnknownBBQ.com. Matt Barber from HotWatchulas, HotWatchula.com. And then the second hour, we talked to Danielle Domofsky, who was also at Apopka. Diva Q, the letter, DivaQ.ca. She's from Canada. And then we uh, briefly recapped uh, seven years of the live show. Thank you to everybody for the well wishes and the chat room. Appreciate that. All right, big show planned for next week, as always. If uh, you want to jump in, you want to lend some comments, some suggestions, feel free to reach out. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com or leave a voicemail at 216-220-0966. If you have raw cast iron, reseason it each and every month. As it uh, starts to cool, hit the real grates with a brush, get all the bits off, and then a little grease, a little Crisco, let it burn back in generations of rust-free service. Also, 2000, uh, I'm sorry, also September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Until next week at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.